Hello, hello, welcome to Crusher Talk, coming to you from the basement with your host, Haley. Um, welcome back to the basement. Uh, I think we'll be out of the basement by this Friday. I think we'll be closing on the new Crushers HQ in Hamtramck. Uh, today, I was just going to pop on and talk to you guys basically about some stuff that had me wanting to research on Wikipedia uh, just stuff that I found interesting and things that are coming to light here in Michigan. Um, the first thing is we have eaten at Buddy's Pizza several times, which is a very classic Detroit deep dish. I don't think I really understood what deep dish was until we moved here. I'll be quite honest with you. There were several deep dish experiences I enjoyed in California on the Central Coast, including my all-time favorite, Nardones, or you could call it Nardonis, um, in Atascadero. And they also have a couple other locations in California. Very crispy, caramelized edges, square pizza, thick, with the toppings under the cheese. Very good. There's also, of course, Benny's Pizza, our, our BFF Benny, who... Um, uh, ben Arona, as we call him, but you know, the pizza world knows him as Benny, um, has a pizza place in San Luis Obispo that Dr. Kane helped to, uh, refurbish re, uh, what am I thinking of rehab? <laughs> it was a Mexican restaurant and they turned it into a pizza place. So he helped, um, remodel. That's the word COVID brain. I already have COVID brain really in real life in general. So, uh, now I get to blame all of my loopiness on COVID. Yay. Um, but really having real Chicago deep dish, Chicago, see what in the world? Detroit deep dish has been a very different experience. There is something very light about it, very airy, very, uh, once you eat it and then you try to reheat it, you really can't capture the magic again. It just becomes a little more dense, but when it's fresh out of the oven and it's just kind of golden on top and the sides are nice and caramelized and dark and it's very crunchy, it's very light. It's weirdly light. It's weirdly light in a way that I don't think I have experienced in with California deep dish. Um, kind of hard to describe. If anyone else feels the way I feel, let me know. But there's like a lightness to it and kind of like a nice chewy crunch to it. It's very satisfying. Um, there definitely is more crunch than just chewiness. Um, and so Buddy's Pizza is the place to go. It, apparently it's the number... It's one of five best pizza places in the U.S., according to the Food Network. Um, and there are several locations all over the place here in Detroit. But we actually live near the original um, location, which is very exciting. Um, and uh, what street is it on? Conant Street. C-O-N-A-N-T. Conant Street. We're near there. Um, and apparently, I just realized that they do a Saturday bocce ball tournament at that location that's been going on for a long time. So maybe we have to join that. Um, I wanted to tell you some more about Buddy's Pizza. Okay, let's see. Okay, so it was opened as Buddy's Rendezvous, and it was opened in 1936 by Gus Guerra on Connett Street in Detroit. Um, it was It was built originally as a blind pig which is basically a tavern that wasn't supposed to be selling alcoholic beverages. I did not know that term. Somebody needs to make a band called Blind Pig. That's hilarious. Uh, it wasn't until 1946 when Buddy's Rendezvous created the Detroit-style pizza that, that, that was its success. Um, 
1972, um, the Jacobs family purchased it and it became sort of a chain and then, you know, kind of went everywhere. I mean, you see them everywhere now. There's, I think there's like 11 of them now. Um, 19. There's 19 of them. And you see them in all these different areas of Detroit in every kind of nook and cranny. And it is absolutely ex- exceptional. And I am old and can't handle dairy. So having the vegan cheese option is like shocking to me. I didn't think that that would be an option. Uh, but they do have vegan cheese. They do have gluten-free crust, all that stuff. And I have to say the regular pizza versus the one I get, I get, you know, I get a hot Hawaiian. So I get jalapeno, uh, pineapple and, um, pepperoni on there with marinara sauce. And I do a vegan cheese, but, um, compared to the right, the regular size, regular size. Oh my God. Regular cheese. It's very comparable and it's kind of shocking really. Um, it's all, I guess it all comes down to the pans. I've heard that before, like having really good pans. And apparently like the first time we went into buddies, the one in Hamtramck, the original location, the waitress had who had worked there for like over a decade or more was like, we're the best one. Cause we got the oldest pans. And I just loved that. It's like, can you see a movie where somebody tries to like heist the pans from a deep dish pizza place and like use them to create their own rival pizza place? <laughs> um, anyways, we've been excited about buddies. That's something I hadn't talked about yet. And I felt like it was time. It was very much time to just show my love for buddies because buddies has been such a wonderful, joyful thing in our life. We don't have any means to cook right now. We don't really have a kitchen that can handle that in the basement, obviously. And, you know, we're sharing a house with other people. So it's not like it's that easy to stock an entire fridge full of delicious things to cook. And you guys probably know I love to cook. So it's been a lot of eating out and Buddy's has always been exceptional. Um, another interesting thing that we were able to check out recently is we saw a sign here in Garden City for $100 suits, and that was very exciting. So we stopped by this place called Cannons. Apparently, it's been around for decades. It's a kind of old school suit shop. And <laughs> <clears throat> Dr. Kane picked out an amazing suit. It's a royal blue with like orange sparkly palm fronds on it. It's crazy. And uh, the owner there, who is super cool, uh, is tailoring it for like 40 bucks. I mean, come on, this entire suit matching pants with the suit jacket tailored, you know, for for under like 150 bucks is quite cool. Um, whenever we watch RuPaul's Drag Race, I find that uh, Dr. Kane is always very jealous of RuPaul's suits. As you know, RuPaul wears a lot of insane patterned suits and those suits are expensive. They're like $1,000 a pop. So it was cool that he was able to grab a suit. And I think that that's sort of a culture here where a lot of these places pop up because this is stuff people are wearing to church. Um, this is stuff people are wearing when they get dressed up to go out. And it's a different vibe than what you would see in California, which is the epitome of everything casual, everything casual all the time. So we do enjoy the fact that there is a sense of like swagger as or whatever you want to call it in Detroit, where the men's fashions are their choice, their chef's kiss. So we're pretty, we're pretty happy about that. Um, one other thing that uh, happened recently is we took a drive up the coast, um, to, um, what do they call it? The tip of the thumb, the heart of the thumb of the mitten. If Michigan is a mitten, uh, we went up to Port Austin and we went to Bay city 
they're in the, like the, 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 the thumb area and everything's called the thumb. It's kind of cool. Um, the thumb of the mitten of Michigan and on the coast, um, the first night we stayed in, uh, Port Austin right on the water and it was thundering and lightning and it was kind of intense. <clears throat> we were right next to right on the coast and the, the ocean, the ocean. I'm canceling myself. I I'm, I'm giving this entire thing up. What am I talking about? The lake that we were on was called Lake Heron, which is a big one. You guys probably know that, especially if you are in Michigan or are a Midwesterner. But to me, I don't know anything. I'm learning a lot just by being here. Okay. So bear with me. And, um, one of the great lakes, of course, there's also Lake Michigan and a bunch of other lakes that I'm going to learn about. Anyways, being, being there at night and seeing the water was very spooky because there's no waves. I'm used to hearing the sound of crashing waves and the smell salt, and there's none of that. And it really does look like an ocean. I mean, it's like hundreds of miles in every direction, just water. And although this sounds very weird and probably normal, you know, to most people that live out here, I found it very disconcerting. It was like a flat ocean it's very surreal. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And then the next day, the the tide, I guess you could call it, kind of picked up a little. So there was a little bit of wave in the water. But still, I mean, looking out over um, Lake Heron, 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 uh, was very pivotal for my life. I've always lived on the West Coast. I've never lived anywhere else besides California in my entire life. I am a tried and true Californian. My family on both sides has a lot of California history there. So it was quite interesting and (laughs) it sounds ridiculous, but it was quite a shock to me just to see and feel how vast the Great Lakes certainly are. Now, this got me down a rabbit hole of like what kind of ships are on the, the lakes and do they still have a fishing industry and all this stuff. There's still a commercial fishing industry. Uh, I think it employs like 50,000 people still, which was like, whoa, okay. Um, there are stories of weird monsters living in the Great Lakes, sort of like a Loch Ness monster type thing. There are, um, God, I'm going to forget the name of them. The big, scary, prehistoric fish that are like 200 years old. Oh my gosh, I'm going to, this is my COVID brain. I'm going to forget what it's called. But they got those. Um, sturgeon. They got sturgeon and the, the thing that really shocked me, I mean, I guess I imagine this to be true, but there's a lot of shipwrecks in the Great Lakes. And in wherever you find shipwrecks, you will find ghost ships or stories of ghost ships. Um, looking at some of the old antique stores in the Bay City area on the coast, as well as um, Port Austin, I would see books. There are books about it. I mean, it kind of like piqued my interest a little bit, like what are these ghost ships, these haunted ships that are on the Great Lakes? But apparently a lot of um, schooners and other kinds of ships uh, basically um, succumbed to whatever catastrophe happened on the water, whatever, you know, made them sink. And in the 1800s, usually um, is when it happened. Um, And then if it was spotted again by, you know, somebody on the shore or a sailor or something, it would be it's called a ghost ship, apparently. So I was reading about the ghost ships, and apparently there's quite a few, and there's some really interesting ones. And there's also people that dive in the Great Lakes, and they investigate the ghost ships, and sometimes you find perfectly embalmed people on the ships. And I guess there's just a lot 
that I didn't really process about how the Great Lakes and the ocean have similarities in certain ways. For instance, where we were in Port Austin, there was a beautiful white sandy beach. You know, it really did feel like the ocean in some ways. <clears throat> you have these, you know, weird shipwrecks and people apparently diving under the water to like, you know, check stuff out. But the water is a, lot, a little bit more clear in certain areas, which is interesting. Um, you're not going to get like seaweed or, um, you know, different kinds of sea animals that you would see. Like even just kayaking around where I used to live on the central coast, you could see otters, you could see seals, you could see tons of different seabirds, you could see crabs, urchins, tide pools, anemones, all these things. There's a lot less of that going on. It's a lot quieter, but there's obviously a lot still happening under the surface. So it's been interesting kind of checking that out and uh, just considering that. I don't know. Had you guys ever considered that? Um, so yeah, that's something I've been thinking about that's been kind of interesting. Um, what else? What else? Um, oh, well, I did mention going to antique stores, but especially in Bay City. Uh, wow. Um, in the, in the thumb, the thumb of Michigan, the, the, the pricing for vintage housewares is astounding. I think that also, you know, part of why that's astounding is the numbers themselves are great, but also, you know, living in California where one, things are very picked over. And if they aren't picked over, you're going to get probably the highest price you could possibly get for any of this stuff, because it's where the coolest of the cool hipsters go to get their lamps and their chairs. And we're trying to furnish a house right now. So seeing the prices on some of this stuff has been just really nice. It's been like, wow, you know, we spent our whole life <laughs> in such an expensive area where everything is sort of its own jacked up price. And that is sort of a nice, a nice thing to think about that I can take a picture of an awesome chair or something and send it to a friend in California and make them jealous. Because you know what? Winters are hard here. Very, very hard. And I'm taking everything I can get to make my West Coast friends jealous. So that's also been really nice. With any luck, we'll have uh, moved in by this weekend. Um, and we're playing Chicago on Saturday. So we'll be at the Reggie's Rock Club in Chicago. I'm not sure if they call it that. <laughs> Reggie's. We'll be at Reggie's uh, for T1 Fest, which is a festival that raises funds for people suffering with type 1 diabetes. And it's got a great lineup. There's two days, Friday and Saturday this weekend. We'll be playing Saturday. Uh, headliner will be the Methadones. And uh, we're really excited for that. With any luck, Reed's suit will be tailored by then. So um, if you do come to the festival and you see just like a disco ball on the stage with a beard, you'll know what's happening and why. <laughs> Coming soon, um, I'll be looking for some of those amazing hats that you sometimes see people wearing when they go into church on Sunday um, with matching shoes and the whole nine yards. We're definitely immersing ourselves in the culture 100% from the pizza to the... Uh, the craftsmanship of the suit. And, um, yeah, I think that's kind of the update for now. Uh, the dogs are doing quite well. Um, peanut is just getting fatter and fatter. Um, if you do enjoy pictures of peanut, uh, our Instagram is usually full of them. Um, I really can't get away from it. In fact, I'm considering maybe doing a crushers coloring book 
sequel, a new one, that's all just pictures uh, that you can color in of Peanut. So we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. But until next time, um, enjoy the pizza you are with. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.